Thanks for tuning in to the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Versero, and you found the Michigan Corners, where we talk about all things in Michigan regarding meetings, events, festivals, and tourism in the Great Lakes State. It's always exciting for me as a self-proclaimed ambassador of the state to find somebody that's doing the same thing in their own way to promote the area that they live in and the area they work in. And I'm pleased to have with us today Sarah Pierce. She's the founder and owner of 517 Living. Sarah, welcome to our show. Hey, Vic. Thanks for having me on your show. Yeah, I'm excited. And just a little chance to talk to you. I can tell you're pretty enthused about what you do. Why don't you share with our listeners all that you do and what it meant to be the founder of 517 Living? Sure. So I'll start from the beginning. Back in about 2014, I was kind of at a place in my life where I didn't really feel a whole lot of connection to my community, which I consider the greater Lansing area. And I realized, you know what? I'm going to be living in Michigan for my adult life. This is my home. I want to get connected. I want to find the unknown festival that, you know, <laughs> I find out about down the road after it's already happened. Yeah, you go, oh, concert. <laughs> right. Yeah, and I want to know all that good stuff, the hidden gems. So I started some platforms. It started with Twitter. It was called 517 Living, and I would just share local goodness, local events and happenings. I got a following and I thought, okay, I need a better hub than just a Twitter feed. So I made a website. I put a front end submission calendar on there so people could add their events. <laughs> and then after that, I was like, how do I drive people to this website without a big budget? And so yeah. I, that's when Facebook groups were kind of new. So I made a Facebook group that has actually become my most popular platform. It's called 517 Living Community. And I used that group to drive traffic to 517living.com, which is where the calendar is. And it started to just become this kind of grassroots movement to get greater Lansing area locals to fall in love with living here and to really discover all that it has to offer for them. Wow. What a champion. I mean, and kind of a brave thing. I don't know how you put food on the table, but in doing this, I'm sure this takes a lot of your time and your enthusiasm, I think, is pretty exciting to hear. And I just love part of the mission was to find and discover those things that probably aren't that obvious to those of us that live in 517 area code. Yeah, it has been a lot of fun. And I will tell you, this is my passion project. I have some other stuff that puts the food on the table, but this one is the one that really has my heart. And it has been a process of development for me as a person. I've noticed that since 2014, I was a lot more caged up. I had a lot more social anxiety back then. And getting myself and others, you know, out of our comfort zones by connecting with new events, new people, new businesses. It's been great for my mental health, I've noticed. And it's really been enriching for my life. And I know it's done the same for many others in the community. Well, you know, and look, without getting too corny on my end, I guess I just love the idea of doing things with purpose. And I have my tagline at the bottom of my email is anybody can make a living. I want to make a difference. And of uh -huh. course, in your world, you know, is making a dollar is one thing, but really being relevant in the community and helping others succeed, man, there's some pretty noble benefits to that. So I commend you on that. And I just think it's really exciting to be a part of that. When you did this, did you face any resistance? Was there anybody going, what are you doing? We've already got this or that or? Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. You know, at the time when I started it, I didn't know of any platforms that were doing exactly the same thing. Since then, I think there's been a strengthening across the board of organizations who are promoting local. And 
like the calendars have been getting better and better. And I'm all about, you know, collaboration where my group, my calendar, my website, I reach a certain amount of people in the area, but it takes, you know, a whole community to make this type of thing work. So if organizations like the Visitors Bureau or City Pulse and all those other organizations and organizations like yours who are promoting Michigan, promoting local, all of that collaboration comes together to make it work. But also, I did have people in the beginning who would question me, like, why are you doing this? What are you getting out of this? Are you making money? People oh, would always yeah, ask me, yeah. beginning, are you making any money? And I'm thinking, why does everyone gauge, like, our value of life on money? Like, yeah. how about, am I getting any joy out of this? And the answer is yes. Yeah. And that's really what the main priority was for me in this. Well, I think that's so cool. And honestly, think about the way people spend their time and doing this for the community and all the engaging people you meet. It's one of the reasons why I love this show so much is we have an opportunity to meet and discover so many new things. And so mm-hmm. when we think about some of the challenges that you've had getting started, a lot of it is probably digging out and trying to find some of those hidden gems, I would think. Yeah. You know, that has been a challenge, but it has also been the most fun part of this process. I love not only just, you know, discovering a business or an event or some type of organization or a place that I didn't know about, but I also love, you know, when you're at those places, you're connecting often with people who you would have never connected with otherwise. And just those small connections, you know, meeting one person expands your world it creates new worlds within your world and that person you know connects you with their people and their things that they love in the area and it just is like exponentially enlightening you know that's so true and honestly when you get expanded like that you just don't shrink backwards you know so it's really exciting that today you're expanding us here on the michigan business network this is michigan corners i'm vic versero with sarah pierce we'll be right back Something to grow. It takes time. Like the equity in your home. That's why LaughQ offers a home equity line of credit. Because frequent watering of your houseplants may be recommended. Now can we get a new roof? Not so much the rest of the house. Want the best rates for a home equity line of credit? Ask for LaughQ. Stop in today or go to LaughQ.com slash home equity. LaughQ, your credit union for life. Thanks for tuning in to the Michigan Business Network. This is the Michigan Corners. And of course, today with us, we have Sarah Pierce. She's the founder and owner of 517 Living. I'm so grateful we found her because she just sparkles on the radio here today because she's sharing with us her passions, which is truly finding out the undiscovered gems that are right there under our noses and trying to figure those out. And Sarah, if we could, maybe that's a good place to start today is trying to figure out what are some of those things that made you go, wow, I didn't know that. I mean, are there any of those gems that you thought this is truly one of the greatest discoveries I've made? 
Hmm. So I feel like I run into that every week or I should say at <laughs> least a few times, yeah. at least a few times a month because I'm constantly looking at the events calendar on the website. Right. So I try to get to at least a few new places and new events every month. The most recent event I went to, which was the first for me, was some people don't know that elderly instruments host very intimate concerts in their store in their showroom with world-renowned musicians i went and saw mean mary who is like she's just a phenomenon she was playing on the streets i think in florida and tennessee when she was four years old she was writing her own music we went to her concert last week and i was just blown away by her skill so i would say the things that i found the hidden gems often have more to do with the arts. I think there are a lot of art galleries, creative groups, our music venues like, you know, the Urban Beat and things, the Robin Theater, who do kind of those intimate, smaller concerts that you just feel like you're inside the music. I love that kind mm, of thing. Yeah. You know, and some of the things that I find is that many of those people that are performing or doing those undiscovered acts or services locally, one of the things that I think is really interesting is many of them are doing it for the same reason you're a part of 517 Living, with the passion of trying to do something special and give along the way. So I got to believe you're meeting some pretty special people. Oh, yeah. I meet amazing people every place I go, because when you're showing up to locally organized events, the organizers are there. It's not like when you're going to some huge, you know, concert out in the big cities. This is something where the owners, the organizers, everyone is right in front of you when you're at the event and you have a chance to say, hey, thanks for putting this on. Here's what I do. And you can have a little conversation. And, you know, I tend to be a little insecure when I see that person again, like, are they going to remember me? Because I only met them that one time. But that's the great thing about living in a place like the greater Lansing area is it is so small that people do remember you, you know, like, hey, you were at my last event. Like, oh, yeah. (laughs) And that's how you make good friends, you know? <laughs> that's so cool. Well, when you think about some of the challenges that these entities or these festivals, events, whatever they are, tell me how many times have we all said, oh, I wish I would have known about that. I would have went to that, right? Yeah. So in terms of trying to help these smaller entities get the word out, is there any magic recipe that you can think of or ways that maybe 517 Living has helped in that regard? Yeah, well, number one, I would say... As an event organizer, if you're thinking about hosting an event and you're intimidated about it, I would say (laughs) don't be scared because even if it's intimidating and even if maybe only a couple people show up that time, it's a starting point and you can build on that. And there are resources available to help you continue to grow and people will find out, oh, they had an event. I got to keep an eye out for the next one. But if you want some free marketing resources for your event, go to 517living.com. There's an event calendar right on the homepage. At the top of the calendar, there's a submit event button. You click that, you add your event for free, and then it gets a chance to be featured on different local like news networks. It gets featured on multiple websites throughout the area because as soon as you add it to the 517 Living calendar, certain tags that you add to it will add it to calendars like the Arts Council's calendar, Lansing Family Fund's calendar, Capital Area Blues Society. So it's a network of calendars 
that are connected starting at the 517 Living website. And I could get more into that, but all I'm saying is it's free, it's effective, it reaches a bunch of people, and then you can also promote your events in our Facebook group, which has over 40,000 people in it. It's a great place to say, hey, we're having a concert, we're having an art show, we're having a computer training class, whatever it is. This weekend, come on out, and you'll have a great audience. For oh, your that's incredible. And, of course, having that kind of resource is pretty amazing. And so 40000 is pretty impressive. And when you think about that, is that all happened since 2014 when you got started? Yeah. So, let's see. When I started, I think the group, since it came along a little bit after Twitter, I think it probably started around 2015 for the group, I'm guessing. But what I did is... I just hit the ground running. And I sometimes, how my brain works is I kind of just, I don't know, stumble on perfection. I kind of <laughs> learn publicly. So I think a lot of people who were in the group at the beginning probably saw me make a lot of faux pas with my strategies, but I didn't give up. I kept going. I encouraged everyone, hey, this is a great cause. Invite your friends. I would incentivize it. I'd say, you know, do this participation, you earn a prize. And I really did. I pulled out all the tricks I could come up with. And it finally took off. And now it's just growing more and more organically. That's so cool. You know, Sarah, we always talk about falling forward. You know, we might not look pretty, but it's always forward motion. So, And we're so glad you're here sharing some of your greatest triumphs and even some of the failures along the way. Sarah Pierce is with us right here on the Michigan Corners. This is the Michigan Business Network. We'll be right back. The Michigan Works Association believes the key to advancing prosperity across the state is accomplished through building a skilled workforce. As the state's primary workforce development association, their focus is to continue to move the needle on policy, education, and collaboration. They're creating an opportunity and building stronger communities by advocating and innovating together. found the Michigan Corners right here on the Michigan Business Network, where we talk about all things, meetings, events, festivals, and tourism in the Great Lakes State. And today we have one of the experts of the greater 517 area, and I'll bet an expert of all things Michigan. Her name is Sarah Pierce. She's the founder and owner of 517 Living. And Sarah, I just wonder, you know, there's so many challenges today in terms of how people have trying to make ends meet better and some of the more costly things. I don't know whether it's gasoline prices or all the other challenges that families have trying to get those two ends to meet. I just wonder if doing something locally in a 517 area, if you might have some ideas on some inexpensive ways that families could have more fun than they ever imagined. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the places that I visited recently because they were having a Frida Kahlo exhibit was the Broad Art Museum right down in East Lansing. A lot of people don't realize that that museum is 100% free. You can walk in. They have beautiful exhibits, and you can bring the kids. They have different special events as well and workshops and stuff like that. But that's a really affordable thing for the whole family. Then, of course, other than the other museums in the area, you've got the parks like Hawk Island County Park. I was just over there the other day. I'm going to be hosting a party there in October, and they're so much to do in that park. There's a splash pad, there's trails, there's volleyball. 
dog park. They have, what do you call it, the snow tubing in the winter. You can swim and you can go in there for free. If you bring your car in, of course, you got to pay a little parking fee. But if you can't afford it to park, you can just tell them, hey, it's a hardship for me. They let you park for free. There are so many free and affordable things to do in this area. Yeah, the sky's the limit because you can even, you know, other than going to the parks, there's all kinds of festivals and food truck rallies and farmers markets. There is every day an opportunity to go out into the community and meet new people and create new stories. Well, that's so cool. I'm sorry, where did you say that? Was it Hawk Park? Hawk Island County Park. It's off of Cavanaugh over by Aurelius. Okay. It's a huge, beautiful county park. It's just like sparkling when you look at it through the gates. It's like a playland for the whole family. (laughs) And it is on October 1st from 4 to 8 p.m. there. I'm hosting an event called 517 Living Community Night, which is free. And there's going to be a ton of interactive activities, live music, entertainment, food trucks, <laughs> wellness center, and it'll be a lot of fun. What, what date again is that? That's on October 1st. That's a Saturday oh. from 4 to 8 p.m. and everyone's invited. <laughs> That's so cool. You know, honestly, I think about some of the ways that we punish ourselves by packing the kids in a car, toting them across the state to go to some park somewhere. And here you are explaining to me that right across town, we've got some of the greatest parks that you can ever imagine right there under our nose and fairly inexpensive. And it's right there without all the gas prices. Exactly. You don't even have to drive there. If you don't even have a car, you can take a bus straight to the park. It's very, very doable. And newsflash, the kids will be happy to go that close to home and without the long, boring car ride. So (laughs) I think you scored some serious points on that one. That's great. Well, tell me, are there other... It isn't always about being free, but there's some other, you know, things that are, I guess, taxpayers or grants or whatever have paid for. So it's kind of nice to know some of those other things. We have a number of museums around town, but some of those come with some modest, you know, everything from the zoo pass to some modest pricing to get into some of these museums. But they're not too expensive, I wouldn't think, for the family, right? Oh, no. Yeah. I think all the Greater Lansing area and, you know, even the city of Lansing, they do a great job of putting a lot of options out there. Like you said, the zoo, there's a lot of nonprofits, too, that offer. Actually, if you go to 517living.com slash nonprofits, It'll pull up a whole list of organizations in the area that offer resources like teaching art classes, teaching music, putting on theater, musical performances, things like that for free. And it offers people a way to be involved in those two, yeah. in those performances and things like that, too. So if you want to maybe try out some acting Go check out some of the local theaters. Oh, my. Now, there's some trouble, right? (laughs) Yeah, develop a whole new skill set. I'm sure you would probably be really good at that. Well, yeah. People have told me I act a certain way all the time, but not always good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Sarah, I have to ask you a personal question. Do you have little people in your life that you get a chance to take with you on these adventures? Or are you kind of doing this without all the fun and games of bringing a family along? Yeah. So I don't have my own kids, but I actually do. I have involvement with a program called Safe Families for Children, which you can find on that nonprofit list. And so I do have kids living with me from time to time and I am married. So my husband and I will often go out to events together. But when we have kids living with us, we take them out to the events with us, take them out (laughs) to festivals, give them kind of a new view, a new perspective of the area that they might not have otherwise had. 
And I think that makes everything way more fun oh, when no. I've got a little five-year-old with me at the you festival. <laughs> well, they've got to be the luckiest kids on the planet to be having somebody like you in their life to take them out and show them all about 517 area. So I just love it. I'm so glad you're here with us today, Sarah. So glad you joined us right here on the Michigan Corners and the Michigan Business Network. We're going to take a few quick commercial messages and we'll be right back. Physicians Health Plan is local. For 35 years, we've been a part of your community, and we take pride in helping you get the coverage, care, and personal service you deserve. Go to phpmichigan.com for more information. We're the health plan that works for you. You found the Michigan Corners right here on the Michigan Business Network, where we talk about all things meetings, events, festivals, and tourism in the Great Lakes State. Sarah Pierce is our resident expert. She's the founder and owner of 517 Living. And of course, Sarah, we're trying to do all we can in the short time we have with you to squeeze every bit of information out of you that we can because we want to (laughs) glean some of those fun facts and go take on the area ourselves. So Sarah, I have to ask you, I've spent a lot of time in small towns. I've been working a volunteer on a lot of different festivals and committees and civic clubs. And I have to tell you, when I think about festivals around town, whether it's the cow patty bingo or whether it's some of the other things that go on, tell me, when you start thinking about festivals, what makes a great festival in your mind? What are those things that really get you excited going, oh, these guys do it right? Hmm. Okay, so there's two sides of this that I think work really well. First of all, when something's super niche, like vegan festival, and it's something that people are really passionate about, that works very well, because that will pull from all corners of the state and, you know, even beyond there. So really, really niche, that works well. But if it's not like that, I think that as inclusive and welcoming as possible is really the best format, because there are people who are wanting to go to festivals who maybe have, they're part of the disability community, they're in a wheelchair. So that's something that's really important to keep in mind for festivals. Is it accessible? And then you've got the people who, you know, they really want to go out to a festival and they've got three kids. But you want to make sure if you're having a festival that it's not leaving out the little ones because, yeah, you can have a beer tent and some adult music and things like that, but people are only going to stay so long if there's something for their kids to do. And they might not come out at all if it doesn't seem kid-friendly. Then there's another demographic you don't want to leave out. That's the pets. I love it <laughs> when I go to a festival that has dog-friendly events. Actually, Williamston had a festival the other week that was dedicated to pets. It was called the Dog Days of Summer, and they had pet <laughs> contests. They had frisbee-throwing, dog treats, all this stuff. So if you want a very successful festival, You want to think of every person that you know in your community, all the different types of people, the different walks of life, the different things that they might be looking for in an event, and consider them in your planning, you know, and kind of reach out, maybe do a poll in a group like the 517 Living Group, like, hey, I'm thinking about having this type of festival. 
give me your feedback. What would make you more likely to show up? Oh, um, because the community has some great ideas. Well, and isn't it interesting, you know, boy, just kind of slap me to get me awake there. When I think of festivals, I think with my belly. So I'm going to show up going, what kind of food they got, right? But, you know, you really did a good thing there, too, in reminding all of us that we want to make sure that we've got space and accommodations for everybody to make it part of the entire community. So I just love what you did there. And so take me down to when you think about some of the food things that have happened Over the years, I've watched some pretty neat things. There's an entity, her name is Linda Hunt, and she owns Sweet Delicious Bakery in downtown Beware. Yeah, Yeah, what a promoter she is. She's a fantastic lady. But what's interesting to me is I remember when she sat with the back end of her minivan, opened up selling pies out of the back of her minivan, sharing with me that she had a dream of owning her own store someday. And so these are the people that you meet in these festivals, just like you with a dream that want to do something special. And that's the kind of fun stuff. So have you seen some of these locations, maybe with a local food truck that maybe wants to hit it big, or maybe you've got some, uh, I know the Ox Roast in DeWitt is another one example of something they always do, but any other big food festivals that you got to try this, anything like that? Well, you know, I've been seeing more and more of those lately where people are really, especially pulling in the food trucks. I know there's two food truck rallies going on this weekend. I think one is in Potterville, one's in Hull. So it's always fun when the festivals say, hey, we've got all these different food trucks going on. One that I went to recently, actually two of them that I went to recently that had a great food truck selection. One was, there's an organization called Lansing 501, and they're an amazing nonprofit in the area that is trying to keep the young professionals here. Because a lot of times when people graduate from like oh. MSU, LCC, Cooley, they flee the area because yep. there was in the past a reputation in this area that there was not much going on. Yeah, that's our but biggest export, right? Are those young people. Yeah. Now there's a lot more going on though. And so people are staying. And organizations like the Lansing 501 are helping keep them there. And they hosted this event called the Lansing Blockade. It was all along Washington Avenue. They had food trucks, live music, vendors, dancing, art contests. And it was great to see all the different food truck selections there. And I love it when I see not only someone moving from a normal food booth to getting their own truck, but then getting the truck and then moving on to having a restaurant and then more than one (laughs) restaurant. That's so cool. Oh, that's the American dream. It is so cool. It's so fun. Well, look, I just love the chance that we have to talk about how these things all come together because there is a certain synergy that happens when we get people together. Some of them dreaming, some of them performing, some of them sharing things they love. All of it good for the benefit of creating a great sense of community and neighborhood. And so uh, I'm just so grateful that, Sarah, you're a part of that right smack in the middle of all that with 517 Living. And we're so glad you tuned into the Michigan Corners right here on the Michigan Business Network. We'll be right back.
The attorneys of Foster Swift, Collins & Smith offer legal counsel to businesses, families, individuals, and municipalities throughout Michigan with offices in Lansing, Farmington Hills, Grand Rapids, Detroit, Marquette, and Holland. Clients know they can count on Foster Swift for all their legal needs, from straightforward wills to sophisticated business transactions and complex litigation. Learn more about Foster Swift and how they can assist you at fosterswift.com. found the Michigan Corners and we found Sarah Pierce. She's the founder and owner of 517 Living right here on the Michigan Business Network. And Sarah, you know, we're right on the doorstep of wrapping up our summer here in Michigan. Lots of good weather still left. Lots of great things left to do, but we're probably turning our attention to fall as some of those kids get headed back to school. So in your mind, does fall get you excited or is it like, oh great, here we go. We lost summer. Where are you at with that? Oh, Vic, I love fall. Fall is, it's this time of, I don't know, it's this fresh, like, awakening of (laughs) Michigan. I think one of the best seasons of Michigan is fall because you've got the beautiful leaves that, you know, you can go out and enjoy the pumpkin patches, the cider mill, the roasting marshmallows and that like brisk cold air. Love everything about fall. I am such a cliche of like, I love that, like the spice scented everything. I love it. I love it. Well, I said, you know, put on a sweater if you're going to complain about that cool fresh air in a fall afternoon is really a lot of fun. So in your mind, there's got to be a whole bunch of things that can be done for families, for people that want the change of season. Tell me your thoughts and some of the best things going on in the 517. Yeah. So, you know, the festivals don't stop in the fall. They just become more of a type of event where you're going to want to plan for the weather, bundle up, don't go out without your, you know, multiple layers. I know the Fenner Nature has the Apple Butter Festival every year. I don't remember the exact date, but there's those fall theme festivals. I love going to obviously, you know, the Apple Orchards, the Cider Mill, stuff like that. There's Uncle John's, there's Phillips, many other in the area. And then the Nature Center has really come alive that time of year because you can walk the trails great time to get the dog out on a walk in a new area. We, you know, there's Waldemar, there's Fenner, there's Harris. What am I missing? There's a lot of beautiful nature centers in the area. Yeah, and, and would, would, those be, uh, would those be listed on your 517 webpage to find those? Yes. So there's not just the 517 living list of nonprofits that I mentioned earlier. There's actually a whole directory on our website. So if you go to 517directory.com, That'll point you to a part of the 517 Living website that has a whole directory of like parks, local, you know, museums, businesses, restaurants. It's categorized so you can find stuff like that. That's so cool. Well, you know, when you think about fall, I got to ask you, what's your favorite thing to do in the fall in your mind? I just love doing that cozy stuff, you know, like a kind of cliche thing, but just going out on the hayrides and stuff like that because that stuff is available in these smaller communities. You can find like, I think it was Fenner Nature Center who does the hay rides through the woods and things like that. I love going outside, bundling up. I also like, though, that as the weather gets cooler, 
you kind of have that excuse to stay in and get cozy, <laughs> maybe pop in a nice movie. But, you know, all throughout the winter, all throughout the fall, there is also great indoor events going on in the community, inside concerts, inside theater productions. There's always something. Every night of the week, there's something going on. Yeah, you know, it really is exciting to me when you find something. But when you have something you really enjoy, you know, do you ever take time and schedule it and say, I'm going to do it this weekend? You know, that's the one thing I think of is life comes at us so quickly and we're all so busy. Do we take the time to have that bonfire out in the fall where you can throw a jacket on and be nice and toasty around that fire? Sometimes those summer bonfires, it's just too hot. (laughs) So I love it when you can, you know, get out the roasted hot dogs, put some crackling wood on the fire and really light it up and make some memories. It's so exciting. And you touched on a major point right there is that you have to schedule it sometimes to make it happen because it's so easy for us to just let our days fly by without really being intentional about taking time to, you know, treat ourselves to fun events and things like that or family time. So it is so important to actually, when you're looking at a calendar, like an event calendar, like 517 Living, if you're on an event page, there's actually a feature on our calendar where you can say, add this to my calendar, add it to your Google calendar or whatever. And that's a good way to be intentional about saying, not just, oh, that looks like a fun event. Maybe I should check that out. But like, that looks like a fun event. I have time to do it. And I'm going to be intentional about going, showing up, connecting. Because if you don't do that, sometimes it just will never happen. Well, and you said intentional. And so I'm thinking about, you know, my days when my kids were a little bit smaller. I mean, wouldn't it be perfect to pull the kids up to that calendar at 517 and be able to say, hey, you guys, we're going to pick two festivals we're going to go to this fall. And let's figure out which days and which calendars we're going to look at and let the kids help choose some of that. And so wouldn't it be fun to do a little fall planning? And the sooner you plan it and the sooner you put it on the calendar, you can protect those dates and actually make sure that everybody gets there. And so I'm glad we got you on the calendar, Sarah, because you've given us a whole bunch to smile about and think about right here in the 517. We've got one precious segment left here on the Michigan Corners and on the Michigan Business Network. We're going to go pay some bills and we'll be right back. We do office and have been exceeding our customers' expectations since 1984. DBI is celebrating its 30th anniversary as a premier office supply and furniture dealer in mid-Michigan. DBI offers more products and services than any other office supply and furniture dealer in mid-Michigan. Find out what DBI can do for your office at dbis.com. Michigan, Michigan. You found the Michigan 
Corners right here on the Michigan Business Network. And today we have with us just one precious segment left with Sarah Pierce. She's the founder and owner of 517 Living. And I just love the fact how well she fits into all things meetings, events, festivals, and tourism in the 517 and the Great Lakes State. So when we look at this, Sarah, I just know there's people that are listening in that have probably looked at this and said, man, I don't know what I'm doing. I've been made chairman of this new festival that my church wants me to have or my Rotary Club wants me to do or whatever it is. And do you have any advice for those people that maybe are stepping out in a brave new way to make sure they kind of get some of the basics down and make sure they don't make some of the simple errors? Yes, 100%. I have seen hundreds of event organizers. I've seen them kind of through their process because a lot of them add their events to the five. And as soon as I see them, I can see, okay, this was rushed. They don't know what they're doing, but I can oh. help them. And I actually created a package to help people with that. Oh, nice. But one thing I'll say, first off, is you got to give the community an advance notice of your event. So if you are saying, you know, let's have a festival next week, that is not going to set you up <laughs> for success. I encourage people, like, I say plan out the year, a year ahead. Like, if you're going to have a festival, if possible, know, like, early on in the year, Give people a heads up, a save the date, email your people, say, hey, we don't have all the details planned yet, but save the date. We're going to have this type of festival. And then once you do it, you know, you want to have two main things. You want to have, first of all, a good event image, something that really depicts what you're trying to convey. If it is a festival, you want it to be a colorful, vibrant image with like some different graphics of what you, the people can expect, some highlights like food trucks, kid-friendly activities. You want good graphics. And then a clear and concise description for the event that is going to tell people anything they could possibly need to know. Like, make sure you're including specific times, agendas, exactly what people can expect. Is there going to be food? Will there be beverages? Is there a cost? Make sure it is as clear as possible. Make it inviting language. If you want everyone there, make sure that you say everyone is welcome. Because some people are like, mm, I don't know if I'm supposed to go to that. I'm not part of that art community or whatever. So good graphics, good description. Lots of advance notice. And then, of course, you want to make sure that you are not just putting it on your own website. You want to make sure that you are putting that information on your Facebook page, on calendars like 517 Living. You can now contact all the local news networks, local newspapers. They're dying for that kind of information. They want those festivals listed on their platforms. So reach out to them and say, hey, just a heads up, we've got this festival coming up. And they'll promote that for free for you. They'll get into circles that you don't have access to. So advance notice, concise, clear language, great graphics, and then tap into all the networks available. You know, I just love that. And I love where you went there on that, Sarah, because one of the things that I think happens, I know I've been involved in stuff that I'm just over my eyeballs. I'm in deep, right? And have you ever done a flyer or gotten some information together and you didn't put the date on it or you didn't put the time or there's just location, whatever it is, yeah. it's sometimes we're too close and we're so emotionally caught up in what we're doing and it's just such a right thing and yet we make some rookie mistakes. So sometimes yeah. I think it's helpful to step back and take a look at what you're doing, try to figure out what you miss and maybe show it to some people that don't know that aren't familiar with it. 
And so they yeah. can say, well, what do you think of that? Is this something you'd come to? What's missing? What would make you come? So I think that would be the kind of information you shared earlier, just by sharing that amongst some of those interested parties along the way. Yes, exactly. And I encourage people to use our 517 Living Community group for that. If you got a flyer, post it in there, say, hey, does this make sense to you? Or does this description make sense to you? And if you go to 517living.com slash store, you'll find there is a 517 Living event promotion package that's very affordable if someone's like i don't even know where to start but i want to start go there and i'll help you oh that's so cool well and that really is sarah anybody that's listening in today can clearly tell that you're a dynamic force right here in the mid-Michigan area. And we're so grateful that all you're doing for us and the community and overall the quality of things that happen right here under our very noses. So with that, how would people get a hold of you if they want to enlist your support or help? Yeah. Okay. So first of all, there's a contact form on the website. You just go to 517living.com, scroll to the bottom, and there's a contact button. But my email is just Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, at 517living.com. My phone number it's 517-420-1942. Anyone can call or text that number. And anything about local goodness happenings, whatever, I want to know about it. And I want to help you get the word out about it. <laughs> That's so cool. Well, I can tell you, Sarah, thank you. You are something special. And I can also say without any reservations whatsoever that if we didn't have a Sarah Pierce in our 517 area, we would need to go find one. Because yeah, well, what you're doing I, is awesome. I, I appreciate you. What you're doing is at a way bigger scale than what I'm doing. You're doing it for way beyond just the greater Lansing area, the whole state. And that makes such an impact for you know the entire community. Good stuff. Well, Sarah, I hope this isn't the last time we get you on Michigan Corners because there's so much for us to find and learn about right here in the 517. Thank you for all you do. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Michigan Corners. We can't wait to see you downtown or see you around. All the best. Yeah.